Welcome back to Move to the Roots Podcast. is your host, Chris Rowe and Brandon, and we're here to talk about Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I feel like you said dog. It should be Judas and the, and the Black Messiah. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, okay, look, you know, if you want a dramatic reading, go I mean, on ahead. Of course, this. Of course, like, look, Keith just looks like a Judas, though. I mean, can we talk about that? Can we talk about how the thing, like, can we just talk about, I'm sorry, but if we have a nigga like Lakeith show up talking about he want to be part of your organization, you got to be like, you a rat, though, right? Like, you just got to, I mean, automatically, you got to think that, right? Yeah. Not putting yeah, no. your shit. Hmm? It's perfect for him. I, like, this is. I mean, it's perfect, perfect. don't get me wrong. It's, it's a perfect, perfect role. casting. Perfect casting, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, nigga, shifty eyes. Right. I mean, from now on, right, you know you. You, you can't be trusted. Like you can't invo- you can't invite this nigga to any kind of cookout, no no kind of parties, no nothing. Like you can't try to follow him somewhere where he's supposed to be your entry entree because he'll leave you at the door. Yeah, and yeah. now you don't trust him with your security. Yeah, of that nigga still white off snow. Like I'm I'm sorry. There's nothing about this nigga in this film that's redeemed. <laughs> nothing. No, no. I like the fact that they didn't try. I mean, I was yeah. slightly concerned when they said they was going to talk about. Brett Hampton, that they were either gonna um, have to cut corners and do some Hollywood type things at the wrong parts of the story, or if they were gonna go full urban legend and do the, you know, make somebody look muddy but try to to, to redeem it some kind of way. I like the fact that, that he's a snitch. He a whole last snitch. He was trash when we meet him in the movie, and he's trash all the way through the end. And Nigga that shot Queen and that took collected the money off Queen and Slim, which yeah. is very ironic. But he's <laughs> but it's the whole movie is about him. Like the whole movie is about that New Orleans nigga that collected that power. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh, why did you bring like, that film? His origin story. <laughs> and then they do the you at the end from the PBS special, and it's like. Not one redeeming quality, sir. I'm not gonna no. lie. I'm not gonna lie. They said, and I, and I know, I know that uh, Will O'Neill committed suicide right after that interview. But I was like, and <laughs> he like, down, right? I'm just, right. Yeah, I'm I like how this yo, is yeah, right, right, right. It was like he doubled down on the interview. I'm just like, uh, so this nigga died it's trash. Like, Man, we was I, all part of the struggle. Right, I'm like, nigga, I'm like, wait, wait, I'm like, wait, nigga, I'm like, I took a side, nigga, I took a stand. Like, nigga, that, you, nigga, I remember that interview. My mom was look, 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 I, I am, I am not, I am not any all like, you know, hey, you know, snitches get stitches type deal and tough for stuff for niggas like this. I'm like, no, no, nigga, yeah. you really is the definition of a real snitch. Like, bring you, out the right. water, nigga, because right. he is a <laughs> if he'd have lived in 2016, Trump supporter for right. sure. Like, bring out the boiling water. That, and, and Lakeith deserves a fucking Oscar nomination. Like, yes, Daniel Kaluuya is in this film playing a very fluffy Fred Hampton. And he is good at it. And I feel like he watched Fred Hampton's speech videos to kind of get the lingo and the vernacular down and just his tone. Like, kudos to him. But this is not a Fred Hampton film. This film is about that nigga the rat. It is about Keith. And he plays this shit from beginning to end as a diabolical piece of shit. And he is convincingly so that I will never 
I don't even want to interview him about this film because I'm gonna have to ask questions based on his real life experiences as a snitch. Right? Because he clearly is a snitch in real life. This nigga reneges at spades. He miscounts at dominoes. Like I'm not trusting this nigga with nothing, it's, dog. It's, it's, it's nothing. The, it's, it's nothing. The, it's, it's he tried to play with his own life. It's, 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 yeah, it's, nah, the, it's the Walton Goggins. It's the one from a restaurant. Check your yeah. bag twice when this nigga bring your food out. Cause you oh no, miss- you know he ate your fries and drank your drink. Yeah, you missing. Yeah, it, you, it's, missing it's, pie, you missing some mashed potatoes on the side. You might be missing the burger from your burger. You look, if he's your Instacart uh, driver, you getting a picture of your food, and he say thanks, nigga. He ain't never showed up and showed it delivered. Yeah, he's he it, it it's it's the Walton Goggins. It's like oh, you say nigga, and you're way too racist. On you play racism way too well in your movies. Mm, are you sure you're not that way in real life? It's, it's, it's that kind of thing, you know. It's just like, hmm. God, I start watching Unicorn though because it makes Walton Goggin it grounds him as a real like person and not a diabolical villainous racist. Yeah, get- but I, I mean, I mean, I this could have gone really wrong even with the right casting. Like Lakeith yeah. could have played it too far into the margins. So I. He hit the edge. He he ran right at the edge the way he needed to with like, you know, being uncomfortable, looking like he might have caught religion. And then, you know, you come into the realization, nah, he he is really just trash. But this is L from fucking um Death Note on Netflix. He playing the same character. He just a snitch. And he ain't not eating fucking random Skittles. Like, it's the but same. this is the right place for that character. And that energy. I'm not going to disagree with that because, again, I feel like I'm, I'm legit, y'all. I feel like this man needs to be put up, really needs to be, really needs to have the strong backing nomination for um, best actor in this film. Because mm. that, the, the way I mean, that this I, nigga I, runs this film, everybody wanted, I, everybody in the theater going to want to put this nigga in a chokehold. I mean, I get oh, you. Yeah. I get you on that. But no, I, 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 I don't think he'll, I don't think he's going to, I don't think. Be going to that far for I, I think Daniel should be nominated. Oh, no, no, I mean, that's clear. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, he, he sh- what? No, he definitely should get the, the what you the, mean, uh, right? Feel, best supporting. No, I, feel like, you know, I feel like Daniel did a great job, but I also feel like because this isn't a Fred Hampton film, but that it, it really is about Lakeith, Lakeith's character. Well, no, but no, it's so also I know, about no, no, Fred right, Hampton no, I, in Chicago, right, and I so, thought they yeah. handled that really well. And he yeah, was, yeah, and I want to, I got, I got to push back on that one, Brandon. I think when you say that it's not a Fred Hampton film, that's going to turn some people off in the film. It is, it like, 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 we're it saying, absolutely, it, it absolutely, is. it absolutely, it absolutely is, it is, it's absolutely a Fred Hampton in so Chicago film, Black Panther. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it is, it is, but it's no, no, it is, but it's told, it's told from, from, from. Uh, Bill, um, what's it? Uh, uh, Bill O'Neill's point of view, but it absolutely is a Fred Hampton in Chicago and Black Panther film. It absolutely is. It, he added a bunch of stuff in there, like you added a bunch of qualifiers on the end of that. And I'm telling no, you, this is, no, I without uh, without qualification, this is a Fred Hampton film. I can't, I can't, I can't follow you down that one. Yeah, I was like, I don't I feel think- like it is, and I'm helping, I'm helping Daniel Kaluuya in this because it's already niggas mad. At a UK American, Black American, or Black UK person Look, playing, I don't. Th- yeah. We're not even entertaining that. I cannot think of another person who could have embodied what we needed for the story they were telling. 
who I, I don't who would have done as well and been as believable to me. I don't care. I don't oh, feel like we have bad casting. I'm not saying there isn't somebody. I'm not saying there isn't somebody. I'm saying yeah. I'm happy with the dude they gave me. Brian Tyree Henry could have did this. Like, the, like I'm not saying, I'm, and that's not to undercut Daniel Kaluuya. He's the wrong, he physically, he visibly looks the wrong age. But Daniel Kaluuya does not look like Fred Hampton at all. So, what, I didn't what is, say he looked like Fred Hampton. I said he, the Brian Tyree Henry doesn't even look like he's anywhere close to the age Fred Hampton would have been at this point in his life. Daniel, twenty-two or twenty-one either. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, he looked close up to twenty-one and Brian do. Look, I don't. Look, I'm just. I'm, I, I'm. I didn't say that there weren't other people who could do it. I said I'm happy and satisfied with the person that they gave me. I liked the way that they worked in and introduced Fred Hampton in this. I like the fact that we got a more expansive and a more grounded look at who he was and what his role was and how he developed things and how he moved through Chicago. And then they blew out uh, and gave us a look at what was happening in Chicago and gave us an idea. And they managed to do it without a single damn bit of trauma porn and pandering. So I, this is a Fred Hampton story, but a lot of people only know Fred Hampton, the folklore. And that's not what this movie was. So yeah, it's not from... We didn't get this movie from the perspective of Fred Hampton because, quite frankly, we can't. Everything that we know about him is from someone who's standing to the left or to the right of him because he's dead because they murdered him. But we got a lot more about what was going on in his relationship and who the woman in his life was and where she came from and how that stuff happened. And it's actually informed by that woman. Because her son is involved in the movie. We actually got a real grounding of what Fred Hampton was about and who he was and what it meant in the movie and what his relationship was to Bill. This movie feels like it's about Bill so much because he was a perfect, they perfectly positioned him in the story that was being told. And I'm not taking anything away from Lakeith, but I don't think Lakeith had to go too far outside of Lakeith to find Bill. I don't think, and, that, and that, that's just to me, that's perfect casting. That's like right, okay, but it's not award-winning casting if you just playing something you got in you. Play a rat to the level that he played it because that's the perfect role for him. When I'm looking at this film as not a Fred Hampton film, it's more of a glimpse into who Fred Hampton was. It's because the film wasn't really centered around what actually was going on in Fred Hampton's head when he was doing things. We didn't see him come to the realizations of why he felt this way about certain things and expressed it to that degree. What we got to see was the person that people remember from those speeches and going about like, the, because, the, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. The movie is about the betrayal of Fred Hampton. I will give you that. I get you. Between Lakeith's character and, cause I don't even say that nigga name, even the relationship between Lakeith's character and Fred Hampton, in my opinion, it's just in my opinion was not that well-developed because they spent so much time focusing on Jesse Plemons' character and Lakeith's character development. And then they would bring Lakeith back to be the rat nigga in the clubhouse. Like, I'm just watching this shit and I'm going, Daniel Kaluuya is killing it as Fred Hampton. And niggas who did not want him to be Fred Hampton because he's not Black American is, like, like, them niggas is wrong every fucking day that ends in Y. But I'm saying it's not a Fred Hampton film, so these niggas can go ahead and stop bitching and not complain about it because Dame Kaluuya is playing a glimpsed version, in my opinion, of Fred Hampton at the height right before he died. Because this film don't even span over a significant enough amount of time. 
Like, it's a short period of time in Fred Hampton's life that we're looking at right here. I mean, but he's and, only, he was only 21, and don't take 22. That so, away from I mean, what Daniel Kaluuya did right. as a character either. Uh, now, now that you have expanded on what you meant by that, I, I can I can be okay with that. But saying this isn't a Fred Hampton's movie just doesn't sit right with my soul. It well, doesn't. I, well, and I, I, I think it's I also gonna, it's, it's, like, I think it's, it's also it also means it's good. Hang on, hang on. I cannot hear either one of you. Well, that's gonna make, it's gonna <laughs> oh, my, it makes it makes something totally different too. When you say it's not a Fred Hampton film, we were gonna say, oh, okay. And, and, like, I, and I, I I think that that buries some of the lead of, of what the film is. It definitely goes into a lot of the key parts of Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers. And so when you say it's not a Fred Hampton film, people are going to say, oh, they don't cover a lot of that stuff, but they do. And so that's why I'm like, you got to be careful when you say that. Like, I hear what yeah. you're saying and what you mean by that, but that's not how that's going to be taken if you just I mean, don't y'all say let it. me explain on it, though. Y'all just... But no, because, just well, I mean, but Brandon, you, know, you got to... Like, but thereby hey, proving the point that, right, that okay. you got to be that's what I'm, clear. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you, that, you, you, know, you know, people read the headlines. So if you come out and say that up front, that's all people hey, are going to see. Got, it gets the attention, right? People go here. But, like, they mentioned the character. They mentioned other, like, important characters' names. Like, they legit mention Bobby Seale's death in this. And I'm 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 just being honest. I'm thinking when I'm going to watch this film, I'm gonna see these other Black Panthers in this film. And what I ended up realizing was, oh, the reason that on the poster for this, that Lakeith is the biggest face on this shit and Fred and and Daniel Kaluuya is literally behind him in the background is because it's about him being a fucking snitch. And I mean, it's in the, the title. Film, I mean, the film's that's called Judas in the Black Messiah. I understand that, <laughs> but that's why I'm saying. But I think, okay, okay, I got you. But I think this might be the best way to talk about Fred Hampton and COINTELPRO and the FBI and all the things that they were doing. And and they didn't hold people's hands. They didn't like, they didn't go be a sledgehammer and go, and this is how you know what the man was. They just let it be out there. They like, we all know the FOA. We all have the Freedom of Information stuff. We can go look at it. If you haven't watched Martin Luther, uh, MLKB, FBI, please go watch that because it's like, I don't know if you should watch them back to back. That might be a bit much, but, um, but like, I really, I really like, that's why I was like, no, I can't, I, it's a Fred Hamp, it's a Fred Hamp film. And I was very reject, you know, I just like rebuked what you said, but I, I understand why I, y'all said about it. I'm not disagreeing with none of the reasons. After, that but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm walking it back B after hearing everything that you were saying, I get what you're talking about, but I think this is the perfect way to tell this story. And quite frankly, I think this is the way that we should be doing a lot more of these kinds of movies and stories. It's like they, yeah, they, I, they, they, they gave us this man's life. They gave us this period in time. That is the penultimate thing that people know and remember we got to watch how and why it was important if white supremacy was going to maintain its in its structure, if there was going to be a continuance of class uh, difference, if no one was going to pick up the mantle of MLK's poverty campaign, Fred Hampton was the guy that they picked. So you get like, well, that was Martin Sheen, right? It was definitely Martin Sheen. Yeah. That is his okay. voice. Yeah. Yes. So Martin Sheen playing excellently uh, a, a, a despicable head of the FBI, because I don't say that dude's name, and and they blew it out and gave it to you that way, and then you get Jesse's character. I need Jesse to do something warm and fuzzy for me, between, because oh, I don't like himself. Like, he want to be hated by Black <laughs> people. He did this, Detroit. Like, what? what dude, calm down. But even you. when he was in, I'm thinking about, thinking of ending things. There's just, that ginger 
I want I want him I want him to find a happy place and make a movie from it. But he's really good at that slightly sweaty white dude. He ain't been right since Black Mirror, dog, to be honest. He really ain't. He ain't. <laughs> but he did a solid and fantastic job. If this movie, people aren't talking about this movie as a one of the most solid ensembles of the year, along with Onside, One Night in Miami, it's racism. If people aren't talking about the way that Daniel Kaluuya was able to sit in the background, and even though somebody else was talking before he ever got up, and you looked at him because his whole body language is like, I know everything that's going on, but that ain't my business. Because he's got that face, and he had that same energy, and you can see it in the pictures that Fred Hampton had. And he reeled you in and pulled you in, and again, took a story that's about a, from another person's perspective and made you want more. Hunt for you, so you know. Please don't do this movie, which y'all did to the movie that could have led to a Don Shirley documentary that we're never going to get now. Please don't do that to this movie. Uh, But that's that's the other reason why I was like, please don't say this isn't a Fred Hampton movie because I don't want to hear them conversations again. But but you're right. They centered this story on the snitch, and I think the reason why, and that was the best decision they made because it let them tell us everything else that we needed to know about the time period without them having to uh, show us anything gratuitous, like where they have to linger. They, we all know, at one point in time, Fred went to jail. They don't drag that out into copious amounts of trauma porn style scenes to let us know about the subjugation. They give us Chicago. Well, and they I give us. The ramifications of him not being present in the day to day, and I thought that was brilliantly done. And I also say that because again, I, I just want to make sure people are careful because when we say they center the snitch, because then I think that's also going to trigger some people going, "Oh, wait a minute, they center the snitch," but it's n- at, at no point, unlike other films that have done. Because and this is why this is why I was very like kind of hold up when we say that, and also it's not a Fred Hampton film because we've seen those kind of films. Where they don't do that, they don't. You think it's gonna be one thing, and it comes out and it's not, and 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 it it misses the mark. This film doesn't miss the mark because while they they center, you know, uh, Bill O'Neill, at no point does he is he is he made to look good, right? At no point do they glorify. They make it seem like he's not a snitch and he's not like a terrible human being, while at the same time also you know really putting. Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers and and all of those all of the black activists in a really good light. Like it's it, it's done in a way that is normally not done in Hollywood because typically yeah. it's done the other way. And so it's like while we're saying these things because we've said these things before about these kind of films, people go, oh well, definitely want to see it now. That's why I'm telling people like, no, 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 it's not what you think. It's not it's not done. It's done the right way in such that yeah, no point do you feel like like I said. When you see the actual footage, because they end the film with the actual, you can't really spoil this film. When they when they end the film with the actual uh, footage from the PBS special uh, with Bill O'Neill, and they they come up with the thing of like he later commits suicide after that, you're just like, good riddance, fuck him. Right? I mean, it's like I, you feel like, that I way. Surprised too, like I mean, and like you said before, right. and right, <laughs> right, yeah, it's like wouldn't. yeah. And but this one is and nigga. And, and and I'll say this because you know another film that did, you 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 mentioned it too. The other film that did did it something very similar, but missed the mark completely was Detroit, right? Detroit did the same oh. thing when you had the guy who was also like the snitch and things like that. And they made it seem like he he actually worked with them to make the film and they made it seem like he was a hero. Like, so it's like, like we've seen this, we've seen this kind of film done poorly and wrong before. 
yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah is not that. It's it's not that it's at not, all. It's stuff that they that 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 again, and I, I I also I really do agree that Lakeith needs to be put up because they be putting on white people, white men for lesser. And given the fact the destruction of this Fair. film, how well it's done, how well Lakeith and Daniel Kaluuya act together in the film, they both need to be put up. But little things they did with Lakeith's character continue to make you hate him as this as as he. As he grows into the villainous Negro he is throughout this film. And I think, oh my, my God, yes. My favorite thing that they did with him is they actually, without without them having to show you him going on a fucking shopping spree, you know, they, every time he shows up to a meeting with Jesse Plemons' character, this nigga got on some flash <laughs> shit. Like, he, he just came from Studio... 54 or, or whatever that shit was called. Like, that's like he just came from doing cocaine off white girl buttoxes. That's what he looks like. And the more he snitches throughout the film, the more plush his style gets. Like, at one point, this nigga legit showed up to the restaurant looking like a fucking pimp. And they show you the progression of him going from a nigga lying about being a cop trying to steal cars to literally a nigga that's getting paid to be a fucking street snitch for the Black Panthers. During a movement where he is actually there looking at the positive stuff they doing, but letting this white man convince him, which is the lie he would lead you to believe, letting this white man convince him that they are actually, you know, the KK adjacent to the KKK. And but really- I loved how they did that and they kind of just let it sit and let it resonate because uh, they did that on multiple levels. Like, you know. Like, people like to act like black folks are crazy about how we are like, you need to check who you have in your circle because you don't ever know who's snitching on you. And then just like the slow reveals and the moments between where they had him like re-explaining and indoctrinating him to think differently because he knew he got somebody who wasn't down or involved and didn't care about nobody but himself. But the other moments when he has to interact with other people, we'll just say that, and you get that out there, black people knew. That's the difference here. You have black people behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And they were yeah. like, no, you need to cast a black person as that person. It wouldn't have been a white dude. He couldn't have rolled a, a white dude. couldn't have rolled up on him there and did that. It has to be a black dude. And then they would juxtapose it against a scene where they would switch and we'd hear FBI agents talking and we get the whys and the wherefores in the house. So I also like that. I didn't, I didn't mean to jump in B, but I wanted to say before I forgot. I was just saying that they, 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 this is a film that allows the character to tell his story from the point of, I was caught between a rock and a hard place. Right. And this was the only come up I saw for myself. And once the cops get you in as an informant or the A or, or the FBI, the alphabet soup niggas or whatever, get you in as an informant, you know, they, it's basically slavery and they never let you go. And that's what they say on the surface in this film. But if you actually watching this fucking character and you watching this movie, none of that shit is true. This nigga could have disappeared into the wind and they would have never looked for him again. The problem or- he yeah, could have told. Right, but he was getting money. And he yeah. was getting money the easiest way possible by snitching on a nigga he didn't really care about. I don't care what he say in them documentaries later on. I don't care what he talk about 20 years later, 30 years later, whatever. He's fucking lying. Every day, not only was this nigga snitching, but he was balling out with the snitch money. Oh, and he never... Wait a minute, what you mean when he said later in the documentaries? He never wavered. 
No. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying if he ever tried to, if he ever tried to, well, it's two sides to every story, that shit. Yeah. One side was a nigga legit trying to save black people and give us a comeuppance, and the other one was you, a but, greedy but, nigga who only cared about one color green. But that's, uh, I yeah. think that, but that, that, but that's what worked with this, though, because what happens is when you, when you play him saying that at his own words at the end of this film, again, you can't really spoil the film, right? At the, at the end of the film, you, he says, well, you know, because I, and I, I now need to go back and watch that. What was it? Um, what was the name of the documentary? Oh God. Eyes on the prize too. Eyes, Eyes on the prize too. I now want to see what they say in the Eyes on the prize. Cause he was basically like, well, cause they, the, 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 I think the interviewer asked him, well, how would your son? Cause it's the same question was asked at the beginning of the film. The film opens as, how would your, how would your son feel about your role in this? Right. And so what he said, what 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 actual Bill uh, Bill O'Neill says is, Bill O'Neill says is he goes, well, I believe that you know what is what what, what the documentary speaks for itself, and you'll see that by putting that into this film, you've then watched him through the entire film. So when he says, oh well, yeah, you know it, it um it it it, it speaks for itself. You're like, yeah, nigga, it does speak for itself. Fuck you. You know it's it, it's it's a perfect way of putting that in there. And like Rose said, I think because get black people that made the film other films would have done that and so and i think that's what works for this and why yeah, they why had they so had well. they had access right to, that too. To, to you know they would try to give them victimhood and and that's what i hate mm-hmm. when they be like you don't no, know what people yeah, really yeah. going through but you have it every day you making a decision dog and every day yeah. he went he made a decision he saw them trying to kill black people. He saw them killing black people. He knew they he were going to saw them asking him to set them up to do shit they weren't coming up with organically on their own. Mm-hmm. Even when he was scared. The, the, like the, I think the best part of Lakeith's acting is the fact that even in the moments where he's scared as shit, he ain't scared to go get that money though. Right. That check was that 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 envelope was never bad. And, Niggas and, talking about right. boiling water on your cock and shit. You know, a white dude said that. He said cock. Niggas talking about pouring boiling water on your fucking cock and throwing you in an ocean, and he's still going to get that money though. Because this is the thing. This is what I feel like. This is how I feel like. If you want to talk about someone who felt like I didn't have any other choice, I found myself in this situation. They didn't drag him for filth. They let him drag himself. Mm-hmm. So they gave a three sixty perspective on him. So you saw where he started from, and that he was trash. He wasn't about nothing. He was a hustler. Then you saw him get reeled in, and at no point in time do they ever pretend like he didn't have any options. And that's what I really liked about the aspect of showing the bigger impact of what this particular person was, because it kind of speaks to a lot of people who found themselves in this situation. Like, he didn't have to agree to do anything. He could have just accepted the consequences for his criminal ass behavior. Right. He could have been this who sat by the door as well. Like he was, inf- he was, he was infiltrating a system that was trying to infiltrate a system. He could have been a double agent. But that's like, the other thing. At any point in time, he could have gone to Fred and told him what was up. Double agent. <laughs> he could have done that. Yeah. But he did. Or he, or he could have just unilaterally it, lied. Or he could have not made it into the inner circle. Right. He didn't have to step up to become the head of security. I'm like, I mean, like, uh, I, 
I don't feel like we're spoiling the movie because this is based in fact and it's based in truth and these are things that are known about these people. The way they show it to you in the movie gives you a completely different perspective and they have, I mean, this movie has, it has energy and it, it has tension and it has all the things that we need in stories telling, talking about black lives. And this movie doesn't wallow on the protest. It talks about, it praises the, the, the excellence and that's another thing. But the juxtaposition, what? talks about the work like the work right. yeah and and shit it was you know it just like it was niggas against niggas like everybody was holding their own it was about the work too bro to, to bring people together and to use and, the other options we have people black people constantly be talking about we need to you know our communities need to focus on our communities and stay within our own one of my favorite scenes is when these motherfuckers go and rally up some poor ass white people like, they treat y'all like shit too and then he went and got to the um the 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 lab people who live in Chicago too, but, but that's man, what I that's what I love about all of this. That's why I love all of it, and I can't wait for people to see it. It's also why I said I feel like it needs to be. They need to talk about this movie. Everybody needs to be being talked about and and honored and acknowledged because there's one scene in the car, um after they go to meet the people who I can't remember the crown who were yeah they go to meet the crown and homegirl. Like mm-hmm. slow, get into the car and smooth turn to him and say, "So what's this about?" Whole lot of baby energy coming in that's coming out of that scene, bro. Yeah, and 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 I just feel like everybody was dimensional. It's like, as a black woman watching this movie, it would have been very easy for them to make that characters that had to do with women paper thin because even though that they're focusing on a very tight period of time and there's headlines, they didn't have to make those women real. They could have sidelined them. You know, they could have decided they wanted to focus on different aspects of what was going on, but they didn't. Like they they gave depth and they gave gravitas. Everything was real. So not only did they talk about the work, they talked about the time. The only other time that I felt like we really got a real look at the city that people lived in was in Lovecraft Country. And ironically enough, it was still Chicago. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I think people need to start paying attention about why white people are so dedicated to denigrating Chicago and catch a damn clue already. But if this movie doesn't do it for you, nothing will. I just don't. For for me, it's just kind of like I don't. I don't even feel like we need to be giving people the presents of we really can't spoil this. Like we don't even need to do that because there's nothing. One like like we reiterated a bunch of times, you can't spoil this. But the reason you going to see this is not to get some information. It's not to get a story that you probably don't know already. It's to watch these people act it out. It's to it's, it's to watch it for being a film. It there is will a- be plenty of people who don't know anything about Fred Hampton. It's sad to say, but there are plenty of people who don't know a damn thing about Fred Hampton. That's cool, but this and 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 they'll learn something from watching this. But they're gonna get so much just from watching it, just because it is. It is amazing soundtrack. The way it's shot as well. The casting, even the small characters, like even Saunders playing, taking a small character when he has been on doing his own thing on the grind from Wu-Tang sagas to Native Sun shit since um, Moonlight. Like they have actors in here who are like prestigious at this point to me and should be getting all the work in black films or films where they try to cast black characters to take a role. They're here and they play the side characters with strength. And you sit and you watch this movie and for the full two hours, this shit be hitting on a whole ass black note, bro. This is a fried fish fest ass fucking film that you will watch 
and you will feel every bit of it. Not because of just the stuff that's been happening in the last couple of years, but just kind of looking at the way we are feared and the tactics that people have employed to come after us. Like I watched this in the same week that I watched that crack um, documentary on Netflix. So I got to put two, those two things together. Not only did they feel like they needed to shoot niggas in their fucking sleep, but they also felt like they needed to flood black areas with crack just to try to take black people down. Like that's how much of a, of a threat we are. And that's how strong we are as a people to be able to survive through those things. We survived through slavery. We survived through Jim Crow. We, we survived through the civil rights. We survived through the crack era. We survived through the fucking, like, just the, the, the alphabet gang coming after us. We survived through all of these elements, and we still fucking here. So you looking at this film, and it's just like, look at the tactics that people, look at the things people felt like they had to do. To look, shut if us black people off. couldn't compete, you wouldn't need to do, like, if the whole point, if the true, if the truth of the matter was black people were inferior and couldn't complete and couldn't do if you got out their way. You wouldn't need things like segregation. And I want more movies like Judas and the Black Messiah because it makes that very clear. And it didn't have to do it by denigrating or disparaging a single white person. It didn't have to do it by um, proselytizing around a single movement. And it didn't have to do it by uh, trying to make a black person mythic. It told the truth. It gave perspective. It gave us angles and looks at people in a world in a time that was real. And it remembered to keep it real like when we didn't know something they changed the subject and they took us somewhere else and showed us something from another point of view because that's what would happen and like but like the simple fact is that's why i said if you watch this movie and you walk away from here and you don't start suddenly getting some of the points where y'all is out here talking about respectability politics is BS from front to back, then you never knew what it meant when the people who was first saying it was saying it and why they were saying it and what they meant by it. If you don't catch a clue that poverty is a problem and it's a problem that you can unite more than just you around and what we need is power and that there are different ways to get it. And he never was once talking about burning anything down. They have a whole scene dedicated to not doing that. Right. Like, you know what's going to happen if, as a black community if you do that. Something right. that's already happened to us before. And I'm glad they put that. Again, that's how you know black people's behind the camera. Because white people have a way of painting this picture of us as, well, we don't know what them niggas is going to do. You know, they might, they might blow us up. And it's like, nigga, if you ever sat in on a conversation with us, you would realize in a hot second that we ain't the ones worried about people blowing people up. You are. Yeah, we worried about yeah, y'all the one out here be figuring out what you could do with fertilizer in your backyard. We just want to grow vegetables. But uh, but that's the thing. That's why I there's nothing about Judas and the Black. It's not perfect, but you know, I think at that point you're really nitpicking. Um, I think they put a solid narrative together from beginning to end. I think it looked good. I thought the sound was great. I like the score. I am I am impressed with the casting. All even with Martin Sheen playing that trash ass damn man. Yeah, Martin Sheen was acting his ass off under all of that church, that Winston Churchill makeup. That 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 I was I at first I was like I thought Martin Sheen was in this, and then I heard the voice and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, there he is. But yeah, I I I mean I think Shaka did a great job. I thought it moved well. I thought it built tension. I there were some places where I wish they had lingered and given us more, but time constraints i mean this is this is shaka and coogler so 
Yeah, like, I forgot they were producers of this. Yeah, tell black stories. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, yeah, Ryan produced. Yep. These are motherfuckers that know how to tell black stories, and this is what happens when you let people tell black stories who actually care about the black stories they're telling. I don't care if they made a billion dollars and got their own fucking studio. Like, I, I don't care. Right. I don't care if you're not telling the stories that don't represent us well, that don't tell the stories that white directors and white producers and white screenplay writers ain't telling because they writing shit like cutthroat fucking city. Like, I'm, I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of looking at stuff and being able to clearly tell that there was no black hand involved in that. Or that you decided that you wanted to cater to white sensibilities and a white audience. I think that you can be of any race or ethnicity or, or any socioeconomic background and come to Judas and Black Messiah and not only enjoy the movie, but become invested in the story. But, but they, ground, they grounded Black people. Like, we need more films that ground yeah. Black But they also didn't feel like they needed to make a movie for white people to be comfortable. They didn't. I agree. They, they I agree. didn't. And I think that matters when you and that's one of the reasons why we can't get out of stories that are rooted in slavery or only talk about the end of Reconstruction and into Jim Crow, because you can very easily center a white person in that narrative and talk about how we need to reunite the union. Yeah, I did it. I said it. White people watching it feel good because they don't own slaves right now because they can't. Right. But when you start talking about a time period where it's not like someone had to go recolor and remaster the pictures to put them in color, um, you start talking about people who have names that are still in the lexicon. You start talking about somebody like Fred Hampton, who, quite frankly, is a, a folk hero, especially in his city. And then you start showing why that is. You the, then the conversation. It, it gets much more difficult to start talking about everything like you need to center the protest when the protest is not the point and neither is peace. And it gets much more difficult to start talking like uh, microaggressions and, you know, aggressive tactics to try to keep people in their place aren't real when you ground black people and let them speak and you ground white people and let them show you who they are. And mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen it. I've seen it done well. I don't think I've seen it in a way that had me riled up and as hyped as Judas and the Black Messiah. And not just because Daniel got away with a speech, but it was also because of stuff that you was talking about with Lakeith. Like, I mean, I was cussing this man. I was like, why don't you just go to jail? Bitch, why you call him? Why don't you just run? And, and like, and I remember the PBS special. I even looked up and remembered again to see how he died and was again once renewedly satisfied with how his death came about. And didn't feel a, a lick of remorse about being happy about it. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. I just don't see how your black ass don't watch this film. What would you got to give it a 10? What would you got to give it a 10? This is a nine and a half. For yeah, me. I'm I'm pretty much there. Like, it's nothing I would change about this film, honestly. Yeah, same here. I, was I, still, I still want, like, a, I want a Bobby Seal film. I want a Fred Hampton film. Like, I want films about these people. But that doesn't take away anything from this film. Right. So it is telling. It, this is a phenomenal fucking film. And we've gotten a lot of phenomenal black films, like, over the last, like, all I got to say is a lot of movies need to be real happy that the studio was dumb and didn't give us this before some of the big boys had to vote. 
Well, that's my other question. That's my last question on this. I this wouldn't have counted for this year, right? This would count for next year because I thought that this debuted at Sundance, and Sundance always goes into the next year. So I thought this would be open for the Academy Awards for 2021, which would be voted on in 2022. I didn't think this would count for. Originally, they intended to push this as a 2020 film for eligibility purposes. Well, well, right, because it came out. It was supposed to come out in November, but then it got pushed to to now. And so right. I don't think it can I don't think it debuted any time until Sundance. So I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it counts for for 2020, right? No, it doesn't. And they okay. and 2020 films need to be real happy. Oh yeah. Okay. I was, I, I literally was wondering about that because I I didn't know how they were doing it this year because everything is everything's messed up so um but no i i agree i i think that um yeah yeah this is um yeah be happy y'all be happy but, then, this movie but, but actually be happy but, they were stupid but actually should they be happy because then there's still one night in miami so it's like no 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 i'm happy because i think movies that might have gotten drowned out by this particularly when talking about ensembles are going to continue to be able to make noise oh yeah, yeah, yeah. come award season yeah. but um the reality of the situation is they pushed one night in miami out so it's being considered as a 2020 film yeah this is officially a 2021 film so they are no longer in the same awards grouping are they no they're not that's what i'm or, saying that's oh wait no. didn't they extend the period to february for eligibility oh that, shit that, that's why I'm, that's why I'm, that's why i didn't know i'm I'm trying to figure out the rules myself I'm, okay I'm, I'm so sure. i think for the big for the big dogs this may still be considered it may they if they did extend it extend the period through release dates of february then yeah a lot of movies are about to be real sad because Judas and the Black Messiah is about to change the conversation. I don't think it's going to knock um, One Night in Miami out of the conversation, but I think it's going to change the conversation. Oh, no, I'm talking about One I, Night in Miami against other films, not these two against each I other. I think for us, I think for us, it doesn't knock One Night in Miami out of the film, but I think when you have a film that <sighs> shot this way, has this type of violence in it, has white people involved with the FBI and the CIA and a bunch of conspiracy and undercover stuff and um, black people trying to do something, but at the end, it ended the way it does. I just see the Academy going right for this. And I'm not mad at them for going for this one. I'm just looking at their past habits of what they end up going for. I don't disagree. This movie was made in the style that is very comfortable for them to award versus they are having difficulty with the um the the stage play coming to screen for some reason like i think i think one night in miami is a phenomenal film and like regina king deserves probably a, a direct absolutely deserves a director nom for that but also because this film is so it within like within the vein of like black clansmen the Oscars are going to eat it up it's okay good. Eat up, okay. That, that comparison. Not me saying. It's not me saying that Black Klansman is a good film because I don't like that film. No, I told you I I like it because it's a costume drama that's not set in the antebellum days, talking about something that's actually relevant and based in history. I I get that, and I and I appreciate all of that, and I don't disagree. I just I feel to a certain extent that um the depth of conversation that we can have around Judas and the Black Messiah 
the only other really kind of movies that we can have that kind of depth of conversation around are Ma Rainey and One Night in Miami and quite frankly, Sylvie's Love. So uh, we got a four square this year that I'm very happy with when it comes to the 360 of what Black life on film looks like. But I still think Judas and the Black Messiah is going to gain traction and some of these performances are going to get recognized and acknowledged. And if they don't, I might be willing to like, you know, burn shit. Uh, my, Biden might might let niggas watch this for free, given the way motherfuckers is going at this point, trying to ride the black struggle wave. I don't that, think that I think that the GOP would do everything in their power to keep this movie from being free for everybody. But I don't think anybody should miss this movie. I, I know we're being flippant and silly, but I don't think anybody should just miss, miss this movie. I don't care where you come from in life. Don't miss this movie. Just don't do it. You'll be mad later. I just I'm waiting for these niggas' topics to pop up about how they can't do this with this film and this is not accurate and this is this and that. Is Look, that. I'm not I'm not I'm not listening. I don't care about anybody's hot takes. I don't they care. Get- they already told you that it was a blend of the folklore and the fact. They told you up front. I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. These niggas, I want to see a real Black Panther film where we storm the Capitol and then we just sit there. That we know. never did that shit, so you ain't gonna get that. Congratulations. Maybe. We end up dying anyway. I'm trying. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to figure out these fucking rules for the Academy Awards because uh, our. He, I think they're confusing enough that even even our critics association was basically like we follow we follow the academy's rules this year and I'm like, but what are the rules? You didn't list them. Yeah, can I vote for this? Right. Am I allowed to vote? For I don't this? know. I I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> I, I think if they had given it to me in time, I would have been allowed to vote for it. Well, but no, I, think, I don't I think, know. So what I'm thinking is, is that says the film will be made available on the secure academy screening room member site within 60 days of the film streaming or video on demand release. So I feel like in the Academy Awards are in February, into February. So I feel like this comes out. Bef- I, I think it's going to be too late. It's got to be too late because the Academy Awards are in the end of February, right? So I feel like it's going to uh, be too late for most people. Uh, I feel like it's got to be because um, by, by the um, time that I, I don't know, I think it's going to be too late. I'm, I'm just kind of googling like I'm on Variety site and they're talking about 2021 Oscar predictions, and they they got Kaluuya's name all throughout this fucking article now this article came out in october 29 2020 granted but i don't i think with them extending stuff in the pandemic i feel like this film might be included no it's 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 supposed to be included and and that's but i just i was talking about like there were a lot of associations and guilds that have already voted yeah they just didn't give access to this movie is what I meant when I said some of the some of the talk and the hype that was around other films, I think that conversation would have been a lot different in a lot of different critic groups if they had got been given access to Judas and the Black Messiah. A lot of girls didn't get it. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Like Variety just released one, which films are trending to receive the most Oscar nominations and Judas is in here. They got yeah. these films. Like it, it's very confusing at this point. Yeah, I don't. I this is a wash. All right. Anyway, folks, uh, see this when it comes out in uh, first week of February uh, oh, on yeah. HBO Max. Um, oh, last year, never mind. Wait, no, 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 no. It says it will honor the best films released between January first, twenty twenty, and February twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Well, there you go. Oh, there you go. All right. This is not, not the Academy Awards uh, Wikipedia page, so this film counts. Oh, that's right, because the Academy Awards aren't until April. Okay, yeah, it right. definitely counts. Okay, well, shit. Well, 
This is about to sweep. Yeah. So I um, hope so. We'll see. Uh, there should be a lot of sweeping for black people this year, but you know how that category is. So anyway, Bro, um, that's why I'm just that's why I'm just yeah. saying we'll see because right. people are gonna get Nomadland and all this other stuff. I, I I can see I see I see where they're gonna Nomadland, but not like this. I know, I know. Not like nope. like, well, I know. not I know. like this. But you but but you know how the I'm just I know only, well, Francis. I get it. He's Francis with a bunch of real homeless people. Like it's like the wire. Right, no, the wire right, is right. the wire with actual niggas from Baltimore in it, which is right. why it's so great. Give right. David Simon all of his right. his so. flowers. I all get right. it. All right. Uh anyway, folks. Now we just being ridiculous. Yeah, make sure you guys subscribe. Uh movie trailer reviews. Uh and we'll be back. We got plenty more to review because I got a bunch of movies I gotta catch up before. Um again, because twenty twenty was so weird. There's a bunch of movies we need to watch and catch up to and be reviewing between now and, and the Academy Awards. So <laughs> just stay tuned. <laughs> We've seen a lot of them. We just haven't. We just haven't talked about them. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. So, anyway, folks, we'll be back. Until next time, we are out of here. Peace. All right, guys, I gotta go. All right, y'all. Thank you for pushing it back. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Have a good night. Oh all wait, right. Ro. Yeah. Email. I'm up all night, Chris. I didn't forget. Okay. <laughs> Night. I only night. You know, I, I, I only said it because when I was looking up Academy Award winning film, I actually saw another round with Lissa for somebody. I'm yeah, like, I was like, he gonna say I still haven't rewritten that thing on Mad. I'm not kidding. They they shut. I like I like no, no, man. I, I woke up. I woke up to a defrosted freezer. Let yeah. me just put it that way about my power. I got you. So, all right, but I'm up all night. I'm up all Ooh. night working. All right, night, folks. Night. Peace.